The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the raw and uncensored Ambitious Podcast. I'm your host, the original HBIC, Katie Boyd. During our time here together, I will be instilling all of the strength, power, and determination you will need to use the very stones thrown at you to build your ultimate empire. We will redefine the word bitch from the derogatory to the acronym being in total control of herself. So let's adjust our crowns and prepare to live life ambitiously. Oh yeah, here I am, the original HBIC, Katie motherfucking Boyd. <laughs> and over to my far right is the one, the only, the boil on the ass of society, Matthew Martin Babine, also <laughs> known as Big Bernard. Thanks for that uh, unbelievable introduction. <laughs> yes. Yes. And in the middle here is our first ever ambitious podcast guest, Sue Burho. She's amazing. And we're going to we're going to talk to Sue. We're going to pick her brain until it just like oozes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All good stuff. But I'm, just, good ooze. <laughs> I'm so excited for this. I've been wanting to bring on a guest for a really long time. And um, of course, like you're popping the ambitious cherry right now. Awesome. <laughs> Aren't you so lucky? <laughs> I need a napkin, please. Uh, <laughs> Virgin no more. Yes. So before we always start the Ambitious Podcast, I always love to read the Ambitious iTunes Podcast Review of the Week. And it is from Catherine F. And she says, the realest woman in the world. I love you and your podcast. You are affecting lives in such a positive, uplifting manner. And you are keeping it real with everything you say. Thanks for making a non-podcast woman a major fan. Love you so much. Can't wait for the next sound healing and spirit day, Catherine. Catherine, you crazy bitch, email me at themisfitclub at gmail.com to redeem your free $100 gift certificate to use towards anything KBMFC related. Yeah. So I, uh, I've known Sue for, Sue for a little while now, but how long? Mm, I don't know. Maybe. Six months? It's about a baby's time, nine months. A baby's maybe. time. Oh, it's all about gestation. That's so wonderful. <laughs> so, you know, when you meet someone for the first time, you're like, oh, no, this is my person. This is my tribe. This is my soul sister. I don't even know her, but I know that I'm going to be BFFs with her. And we ended up hanging out. She came to a spirit day, right? Mm-hmm. And no, I came to her at Sound Healing. Sound Healing. Yeah. And then when did we all go out and drink? That was a fun night. Yeah. What did we do? You we came out of my house. There was drinking and swearing involved. Oh, um, why wouldn't yeah. there be? You hang out with Katie <laughs> yeah. Boyd. That's what. That's the remember, two prerequisites. I remember the night because you guys were out after. I think after your oh, event, I know. And oh, you guys had yeah. the cocktails. No, and- it was um, we did Reiki share. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. We did Reiki share. So um, you're Reiki two attuned. Yes. Okay. So yeah. Sue's Reiki two attuned. I'm a uh, Reiki master teacher, and I love to have these things called Reiki shares at the gym. Mm-hmm. And because when you're a healer or any in any way, you end up not really doing a lot of healing on yourself. So it's really good for other uh, people who are healers to get together and heal. So we healed each other, and then we <laughs> healed our other parts of ourselves by going out. And tequila. I got bollocky bare ass strong. <laughs> then we drank together. Yeah. Yes. I drank a lot of tequila on the rocks. 
weeks. And then we went to my house and I forced everyone to listen to my piano for like four hours. Mm. And like Sue looked at me one time in, in the night and she goes, it's kind of loud. Like, I can't hear you talk. Can you turn it down? And I was like, what's the big deal? Elton John is playing Crocodile Rock on my piano. No one's behind it. It's yeah. a miracle. Yeah. But there was a lot of amazing women there that night. And I, I really did want to hear yeah. it. It was just... Uh, I love that piano, though. Oh, no, it awesome. is how cool. Awesome. Yeah, very, very cool. So Sue has such an incredible story. Uh, I told her, because we were talking before the podcast uh, came on, and I was like, what are you going to talk about today? And she was like, well, I have this one story, but I was like, girlfriend, you need like a legit book, because you've had like a lot of amazing things in your life happen to mm-hmm. you. But you've had a lot of dark and crazy things happen, and that is life, really. Yeah. Right? For sure. So um, we, before uh, Sue came on, I was emailing back and forth with her kind of telling her what I wanted to talk about, but I truly want um, people who maybe don't always resonate with me, like Sue and the people that are going to be on here as guests are going to bring something totally different to the table and they love Ambitious, they love what it stands for and uh, here Mm. we go. So you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Not that I just didn't, but it wasn't anything really deep. Yeah. So I am, well, I work as a body, mind, holistic life coach, and I'm also a massage therapist. Love it. So I'm really in tune with the body and helping people understand that the wisdom is is within, yes. within us and we can heal ourselves spiritually, mentally, body. Amen. Yeah. Totally. So that's it in a little tiny nutshell. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that. So tell me why you're here. Like what about the ambitious movement really like gets you? Because mm. everyone takes a little bit of something different, right? Yeah. Well, the, the word bitch, <laughs> yeah. right? Is, That's my pet name, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes it's like, oh, she's a bitch, you know? Right. And it's not meant in a nice way. Mm-hmm. But when you had broke it down, being in total control of herself, um, I was like, fuck, yeah, that's it. <laughs> She's like, yes, sister. But also one step further, being in total control of her heart. Yes. And oh, I love that. You just blew my mind. <laughs> I feel like David Letterman. Like I just want to throw <laughs> my God, throw my cards. <laughs> oh my God, I love that. It's so true. Yeah, because it's not just about herself. Meaning, just like I'm going to be like a bull in a china shop and I'm going to tell everybody off. Mm-hmm. It really is like checking in with your heart and saying like, how do I feel? Like, is this does this resonate with me? Am I on the right path? And I think a lot of people don't do that. And because we're healers, mm-hmm. we're always constantly checking in with ourselves. And I think we take it for granted a lot that we think like. I don't know about you. I'm speaking for just myself, but I take it for granted a lot. I think that like everyone just thinks like us and that keep, right. that keeps me in a bad sp- spot sometimes. You <laughs> it know? does. It keeps us from sharing our so-called gifts because like well, everybody knows this. Yeah. But they don't. But we don't. <laughs> I didn't know it until I knew it. Right. Right. Yeah. So what do you think have been the most defining moments in your life that kind of got you to be where and who you are today? Ooh, big question. Yeah, that's a biggie. Yeah. Um, All right, to get to the point where I wanted to share today, Mm -hmm. you need a little background. Yes, please give it. And that has to do with my my ex-husband, who was my partner for 30 years. Mm -hmm. And we were best friends. We didn't have a typical divorce. We still lived together. and we just That's so cool. But he lived in the um, in-law apartment of the house. And... He died very suddenly, very unexpectedly in 2014, so which left me, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Mm. You know, just my world just blew up because it was very unexpected. We have three children. Mm-hmm. And at the time when he died, my daughter was 18, my son was 20, and my other one was 23. Wow. And the 23-year-old was already out. 
living his life right. up in Burlington, Vermont. Mm-hmm. And as time went on, my son, he uh, not only lost his dad, he had lost his his very close friend mm-hmm. to suicide. He lost another friend uh, that died in his sleep. I'm not sure how. He also had a relationship that ended. And it's a he, lot of loss. And wow. he got a lot to go and he yeah. got let go. He not let go. He got laid off from, from his, his job. job. So he called me and he said, Mom, you know, I don't have a job anymore. I was like, Come to mommy. Yeah. You know, I was just like, yeah. come home. Um, because the kid needed to heal. Yeah. And my other two were in college. So I was alone for the first time in my life. Yeah. My life. So I was just like, come home. And it was good. Like he had savings. He had unemployment for a whole year. The first year was good. The next couple of years weren't. They weren't. He really got into a deep, 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 dark depression, Mm -hmm. suicidal. um, And it took a toll on me of, can I leave? Is he going to kill himself? Right. And because of the way his dad died, which was suicide, um, it was real. Yeah. This was like an option mm-hmm. for this kid. So mm-hmm. it, I had a certain amount of like, fuck, Tara, yes. that I that I didn't want to leave. But at the same time, um, as a mom, you, you want to help your kids. Right. So through a lot of stuff, he finally got into therapy. Nice. And with a lot of coaching from me, with permission, he um, he got better. That's awesome. Thank God. Yeah. That's I know. Great, yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um, and then it came to a point where he really wasn't going to leave. <laughs> He's like, I like it here. He found right? this nice spot. Yeah. Like, yeah, Sue, what do you expect? Right? Why the fuck wouldn't he? <laughs> I made it so comfortable for him. Right. I was paying his bills. Oof. There was food in the fridge. Yeah. He had. I'll um, come move in with you. Right. <laughs> He had his. He's an artist, so he had the studio where his dad lived. That was his studio. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to, you know, why? Right. Why leave, mom? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So this is where being ambitious came in. Mm-hmm. Of we want to do the best things for our kids. Yes. And we think it's doing everything for our kids. Yes. So I made the really tough decision to sell my house. I would have to get on with my life as, right. as it was now, and he was going to have to fly. Yeah. That's awesome. Which was hard. Mm. It was really hard because this is a house that he grew up in. Mm-hmm. This is a house that we built, um, his dad and I, and a lot of memories, and it was beautiful. Right. So I made that decision to sell the house, and it was a group decision with all the three kids, but I really, like, I ruled. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and... That decision really pushed him out of the, the nest, mm-hmm. selling the house. He didn't have a job when he left. He moved in with some friends in Boston. And it was that move that got him on his feet. Right. Mm-hmm. And if but, you weren't tough and you weren't like, I right. have to do this, even though it's also uncomfortable for you, mm-hmm. and you probably didn't want it from the bottom of your heart, do that. I but you know, knew I so if I don't it. do it. It comes to a point where you're like, you want to help your kids, but is this really helping them? Right. And as a parent, we do this a lot. Mm-hmm. We think we're helping. Yes. But we're not. We're creating kids that are not independent. Yes. And that's been my my goal as a parent all my life is to raise independent children. Mm-hmm. So, Do you think that's happening more now, though, today? Oh, for sure. Right. Yes. Yes. Like when, we, when we did like 
when you fall down and skin your knee, your mom would just like brush you off. She wouldn't even like sanitize it. She'd be like, just get back outside. Get back outside. Get some kick Kool-Aid. It back in, kick it back into And the, now it's like everyone's. Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> so the kid's like, am I okay? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Then they start crying. It's so true. I noticed that like when kids fall down, if the parents don't react, the kids are just like, I'm good. It's mm-hmm. when the parents are like, ah, the mm-hmm. kids start to lose their shit. It's so crazy. Oh. Yeah. Well, I saw it throughout my whole, you know, raising my kids of parents that would stay up all night. Mm-hmm. Doing their kids' homework oh or their my projects. God. And Shoot me. I was like, and that's like oh. one of the worst things you can do because now you're telling your kid that you're not good enough to be able to do your mm-hmm. own right, homework, right. and you're not going to be able to go into the office with them and say, "All right, Jimmy's here. We got to kind of get Jimmy to go do some work now." <laughs> no. Your mom's holding your hand right. like this, you Puppet- know, puppeting you. Puppeting you. And They're it, not ready. They're right. not ready for the world. They don't know how to do laundry. They don't know how to do dishes. Like, and so we put crazy. consequences, and then we don't follow through. Right. You know, so we become unreliable as parents because we're not, we're not true to our word. Right. And we, you can be an ambitious parent too. We right. did a whole podcast no. about ambitious parenting. It's so important because. For me, the ambitious movement isn't just for like women, it's for men, it's for the children, it's for everybody. It's in your like I want this movement to work in my bedroom. I want it to work when I'm cooking food I in my too. kitchen. It should be in Ew. the bedroom mostly. Why does Matt always have to turn this just so <laughs> Sorry. sexual? Sorry, Sue. Why are you still here? <laughs> I love it. This should be the Sue and Katie podcast. Yeah, I don't know here. what's going I, on I, with you. I am. You're talking about the male perspective, and I'm, hello. Oh, my gosh. Okay, thank you thank very you. much. Stay over there Let's in the peanut gallery for a little bit. <laughs> but it's true. Like, you hit the nail so much on the head because we do. We want to do everything for our children. We want to mm-hmm. give our children everything that we, like, quote, unquote, didn't have. And But that's not really making – I mean, I don't know how you grew up, but, like, I grew up kind of, like, crazy – and I think that if I didn't grow up in that environment and didn't have those experiences, I would not. I would definitely 110% not be sitting in front of you mm-hmm. today being who I am. And I'm yeah. sure you feel the same way. Well, growing up, I had consequences. And if, they didn't, if I didn't do what I was supposed to, mm-hmm. I either got smacked yeah. or oh, the, consequence, the consequence came true. Good wooden yeah. spoon. Yeah. So I would never <laughs> put something to my kids of like, you can't do this if I didn't fucking mean it. Yeah. Because then I become unreliable and they're just like, well. You don't mean it anyway. And then the whole world is just like that yeah. to them. That's how yeah. they view the whole entire world. That's yeah. amazing. But for you to be able to do what you were able to do during all of that unbelievable, tumultuous time mm-hmm. is absolutely incredible because it would be so easy to be just like, I don't want to push the envelope. I don't want to put any pressure on my mm-hmm. child. They've already been through so much. And you did the opposite, and which was the right thing to do. Yes. And it's pretty amazing. So you should be very proud of yourself. And I'm sure you, your son is going to respect you forever yeah. for it because he's going to become a man. Right. right? He's going to yeah. Be a well, man. what's happened? The ending of the happy story. Yes. <laughs> the happy ending. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Sexual again. Now yep. she's getting the drift of the ambitious podcast. Even, All right, I'm really coming out it. now. I didn't even get that. I was like, I so, so I'm ready for the happy ending. I'm like such a nerd over here. <laughs> Jesus. This, Matt, right over his, uh, over right my, over his shiny bald right head. Right over my bald head. I'll tell you about him later. <laughs> oh, I get it now. Okay. I'm not that far gone. I can't take it. Uh, so the oh, happy ending nice. to the happy yes, ending. Is that... <laughs> This son is he's he has a bachelor's of arts. He has a degree in textiles. He Amazing. went to a really great college. And because of the gentle push or not so gentle of him finding his way, because there was a time shortly after, like everything got in his name. Mm-hmm. The car loan, all yes. of it. Did he hate you? No. Was there like a moment where he was like, Mom, no. why are you doing this? No, there was more of I'm gonna miss you. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's cool because yeah. I probably would have had a hissy fit. Yeah. Come visit, right? <laughs> yeah, comes and visits right, you now. Right, yeah, he's yeah. gonna miss you. So there came a, there came one day that he called me and said, 
I can't make my car payment. Mm. And, you know, we just want to help our kids. Right. Mm. And I was like, what do you want me to do about that? Mm-hmm. He says, well, nothing. And I was like, okay, you're going to have to sit in this. Yeah. You're going to have to go for you. figure it out. For you. Oh, it was so hard. I got off the phone. I was like, <laughs> Oh, of course. <laughs> yes. You could have just easily been like, Here's I could have just transferred money. Yeah. Yes. And I had been doing that for long enough. Mm-hmm. And because I didn't, and I let him feel that the, the fee from the bank and all of it. The uncomfortableness. Yes. Right? He got. He went out and got a job that day. See, I mean, because he bur- you helped him kind of burn his boats. Yeah. Because when there's always a boat off the island, it's just easy to be like, well, I tried h- just hard enough, but I didn't go above and beyond. And when you're put in the corner like that, you have to do something. Mm. We just burnt our daughter's boats. Oh, one yeah. boat at a time. First it was take the credit card amount away Ooh. when she was graduating college. Yeah. So now it's kind of like you have to get on your own and start right. to wean all these things away. And all of a sudden she's able to what? Make do. Absolutely. Right? She's like, oh, I have to pay this. And she goes, I got it, Dad. Right? But you were really strong to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Yeah. yeah. It, well, because he, so he just started driving Uber and you get paid automatically. Yes. But through that, that gave him, because we are big into law of attraction. He knows all about manifesting and all yes. this stuff. He's like, the money is right there. And I was like, absolutely. It's always right there. You it just got to let it in. And that, having the flow of money again, he's like, oh. I like this. I forgot how much I like this. Mm-hmm. And he got another job. And he's got another job. And now he's working as a teacher assistant at MIT. Oh, my gosh. Wow. That's in, so great. In, a, in his field That's that he loves. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, I, but if you weren't ambitious, right. this probably might have not ended up the way it ended up. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, my gosh. What it, what's your mm-hmm. advice to women? Because it's funny... Um, you know, you're talking about all the different suicide stuff. Mm -hmm. And I have so many clients who have had, you know, suicidal ideations or in the past been, you know, so depressed that they thought like suicide was the only way out. I have had depression like that in the Mm -hmm. past where I was just like, what's the point of all this? You know? So I think it's really, suicide is affecting people not only personally, but so many people around them. You don't even realize it. Like how Mm. many people like know at least a handful of people who have committed suicide. Yeah. And it's, re- why do you think that that is now? Or did, or has this always been like this and we just haven't paid attention? I don't know if it's always been because up until it happened to me, I didn't know anybody that, right. I didn't know anybody that killed themselves. Like I hear about people, but I don't know. But really it's anyone. unrelatable because right. you don't, I was even living and I didn't know he was thinking this, you know? So I think it's, I think it's a deep, dark secret. In that they don't, it, it's shame. It, yeah. com- it comes down to shame. And shame is one of the Ugh. lowest, the lowest yeah, emotion. Absolutely. And it can drive you to do crazy, horrible things. Absolutely. Because it's it's the thoughts. It's our thoughts that it just. just never stops. Yeah. It's yeah. the broken record. And that people think our rhythm. thoughts are real. And they're all fucking made up. And yeah. when we can There's really- like only one out of a thousand that are actually like valid. Mm. Right? Yeah. It's so true. So what would you, what would be your advice to all the women and men out there in ambitious land who kind of re- are resonating with your story right now? What would be your advice, you know, for them going forward? Mm, well, if it's around parenting, we're not their friends. That's not our job mm. is to be their friends. We're so here true. to be the leader. They look up to us, set boundaries with them. And then if you're going to set one, fucking follow through on yes, it. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, and they are looking to you to be that person. Mm-hmm. They they need the boundaries. They need the guidelines. No matter how old they are. This right. kid was in his 20s. Right. Mm. 
Yeah, and God, if you if you are suicidal or depression, there's help. There's people out there that do care. I'm one of them. Katie, mm-hmm. you, Matt, and I, oh, I know, and I and I know you because there was someone on my Facebook once that was talking about like. Cut. I know him on a very deep level, mm, so I'm I like, no, that. he just, sometimes people just say like, I'm going to kill myself and they think it's like a joke and I'm like, right, this isn't funny. And Sue had um, inboxed me on Facebook and she's like, do you know this person? And then I was like, in my head, I was like, why the hell does Sue care? And then I was like, oh, and then I remembered all, everything wow. that you went through mm. because like, honestly, it's so sad because I talk to Matt about this all the time. Like, I care so much that it can like hurt me, mm-hmm. right? That's like yeah. how much I care. And he's the same way. And I'm sure in a lot of ways too, and you probably work on it, like you overly care. So I like, I'm always like, oh my God, yeah. am I doing the right thing? Am I giving enough to my clients? Am I loving them enough? Am I helping them enough? Am I being like all these different things? Like I'm like a mom in so many ways to my, right. my clients, right? right? But um, It would I be think easier not to care some, as much. Sometimes it would be, but I just, that's just not in my DNA. And mm-hmm. I don't think it's in either one of your right. DNAs. But there are so many people out there that are struggling with this issue. And I just think that more people actually have to care. We don't have another choice right. because we're losing people left and right. It scares the heck out of me. Is like you, you don't know. And, you know, the thing is to let people know that, you know, you don't think anyone's going to miss you. You don't think anyone cares. And you're loved, and you don't even know you're loved because oh you're depressed. Gosh, so so if you get to that state, if anyone's out there in that state, they really need to reach out Absolutely. and get help immediately because it's, you know, all these people are loved. There's somebody that loves them, and they're going to miss them. But I and think it's, a, it's just a horror show. To pontificate so on what you're saying, though, I think that, yes, everyone is loved, but I, I don't think in this day and age right now that people show it enough. And I don't pe- think people say it enough. Oh, absolutely. Don't you yeah. agree? Yeah. Like, I just, I remember when I was a little girl, like, everyone told me they loved me. Everyone. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, you know, people won't even, I, I was at dinner the other day, um, and I was having this like, really deep conversation with one of the people at my table, and the other person across the table from me was, like, scrolling on Facebook. And I'm like, what in the actual fuck is happening here? Yeah. And then what does that show me as a person that's sitting, taking my time out of my precious life mm-hmm. to have dinner with you? What does that tell me? You're not worthy. No one cares what you're saying. This I'm not is more important. It. This is more important. Mm-hmm. And it's oh, that just was like, probably the last dinner. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, because I'm that type of bitch. Like, I'm just like, oh, you really? You don't fucking care what I'm saying? I'm never having dinner with you again. Kiss my fat Portuguese ass. And you, yeah. and, and you, <laughs> and you talk about the scrolling and stuff like that. And we were talking about, you know, do you think suicide is more now? I think it is. I think it's so hard to live up to the expectations or the fake stuff that you see on social yes. media and stuff like that, especially for mm-hmm. young brains, for kids especially. Oh, absolutely. That are just looking, I'm not enough, I'm not I'm not this thin, I'm not this beautiful, I'm not this successful, and it's all bullshit, yes. right? And they, these, these poor kids are at, at these standards where they'll never be able to rise. Never. Even if they did rise, they still feel like they, they're not enough. Absolutely. Oh, well, I got level. a point to that. Mm. And... Also being a parent, yes. I've been to a lot of suicide conventions since since this has happened. And the majority of the kids that are suicidal are gay, LGBT. Yes. And it's because of the parents, how they're reacting yes. to this. Yep. And these kids feel alone. They feel like they can't come out. And having gay children of my, of my own, it's like, man, that's one way to really fuck them up. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. oh, absolutely. Like, if you, to your own parent, are not enough because of who you choose to be with, like, that that speaks volumes to you as a human. Yeah. You're not good enough. You should be different. To make me happy. Right. Because it's all narcissistic in so many ways because our children end up being these, like, little us. 
and we want them to always be what we maybe could never get to. So it's always like driving them to the, go to the next level. And it's like, why can't we just be, just be who exactly like God and the universe put us here to be. If we could just all like live in that mm. energy and just love your kid. I know it's it sounds kid, utopian. Just right? because just it's your kid. your kid. Oh my because gosh. Because it's your kid. No matter what Absolutely. they're doing, and you guide them as if they're not hurting themselves. Um, but you just love them. I could never understand if you know if 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 my son or daughter was a gay or a lesbian or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. I would just love the hell out of them. Who exactly. Cares? It doesn't it? Doesn't That's the least of, you know? I mean, well, what happens is a, is that a parent's dream? Mm. There there are things for their kids. I've now been smashed. Yeah. They think that this is going to play out this way. You're going to walk your daughter down the aisle or, or whatever. You know, you have these, these fantasies. Yep. And that's what gets crushed. Right. And you make it about us. Mm. And it's like, who says? Who says it has mm-hmm. to be that way? This is the old stories that we buy into. And it's like, fucking stop it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you had to give one um, piece of advice to someone out there that maybe they have people around them that could be suicidal what would be the best way for someone who's never really dealt with something like that to kind of bridge the gap to open up their arms and say, like, I'm here. Like, if you need to talk, I'm here. If you need a place to stay, like, because I've never had to really do that ever in my life. I don't even know if I would know how to re- – I mean, I, I would innately know how. Mm-hmm. But do you think that there's – because you've been through this for so long, do you think that there's a way to actually – open your arms to people so they feel welcome enough to be able to share? Because I think that, I know this is like a long-winded question, but <laughs> I think, I'm just thinking as I'm talking, and I think that, you know, so many people, they act like they care, but I think they don't really care. I know that sounds so dark and like morbid, but it's true. I think people are like, oh, like I'll see things on Facebook and people will say like, if you're feeling sad, my house is open to you. And I'm like, fuck you. Your house isn't open to these people. Don't bullshit a bullshit artist. Like, mm-hmm. And maybe, yes, one out of a hundred people that write that because it was – do you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? It was like a cha- – okay. Yeah. Did you ever post that? Um, No. I didn't either. <laughs> Yeah, Jill's like, I'm not, I can't help everybody. Right. But I can listen. Yeah. And sometimes that's all people want. You need. Yeah. Yeah. They they get into their heads and they think that people are better off without them. We're Mm. better off. My husband's ex husband thought we were better off without him. So sad. And that we, he left me a note. It wrote to me, my beloved wife, because we were still that to each other. Mm. And, You'll get over this in a couple weeks. Weeks. Can you fucking imagine? I just have like chills all over my body. Yeah. Weeks. And here you are. And you're still a crusader for this. Yeah. Well, it wasn't a fucking couple weeks. (laughs) (laughs) No, it wasn't. And you're still not over it. And you probably will never be over it in in a lot of ways, right? Yeah. I mean, you you just get stronger. You just keep... You keep you get you, there's no choice in my opinion. You just keep stronger. You just keep walking. Yeah. Just keep walking. Yeah. And you like now I can look back and I see the gifts. Yeah. I see the gifts of how I've changed, how my kids have changed, and I don't know what would life would have been like if he if he didn't. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, I think everything we, happens. Obviously, we talk about this all the time for a reason. Mm-hmm. And if that didn't happen to you with him. You might be, you will not be who you are today, and you would not be helping people and healing and doing all these things, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. And and my kids would not be as free as they are um, in the regards of of being gay or whatever they choose to be, right? Because it was a little bit harder for him. Yeah. To accept it. To accept yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, it's amazing. Well, yeah. thank you so much for coming on here. I appreciate it. Where can people find you? 
Um, well, you can find me on Instagram at Sue Burho. Um, I also have a website, SueBurhoCoach.com. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your story. <laughs> Sue is a true crusader of the ambitious movement. And thank you all out there for being crusaders as well. And like I always say, see you next Tuesday. Ow! Good job, Sue. Thank, thank you. you. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.